Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week on the Chicago Bears Review... With the fourth quarter of the season upon us, but the year all but over, our beloved had very little to play for but pride when they invaded the Queen City to take on the shorthanded but scrappy Cincinnati Bengals. Could the Bears stay perfect against the AFC North, or did the losing continue? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the Week 14 review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Each and every week, I look forward to doing this show, win, lose, or draw. But lately, I I haven't been looking forward to what it was I had to talk about on these review shows until today, when our beloved have finally reached yet another Victory Monday. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the Week 14 review episode of the Chicago Bears Review, and uh, it happened. The Bears won a game. And there are no yeah buts attached to this one, you know. I mean, unless you're a Bengals fan, then maybe your yeah but is, you know, Pac-Man Jones was missing. We had injuries, you know, Atkins and blah 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 blah. Um, you know, then you've you've got some yeah buts. But as far as Bear fans are concerned, uh, aside from uh, being overly gener- generous with the penalties in the f- the first half, especially, uh, this game went as smoothly as it could. And uh, there was no doubt about who should have won this one. Uh, there was no, uh, it went to overtime and it shouldn't have. There was no, uh, we won in spite of the fact that our offense didn't show up to this one or anything like that. The defense held Cincinnati to under 200 yards total offense, generated a couple of turnovers, um, you know, only allowed seven points. And then our offense put 33 on the board yesterday. I mean, you know, that's about as complete a victory as we've had in a while. And the first time in a long time that I can honestly say I enjoyed watching a game. Now, they had me sweating bullets through the first half. And uh, we'll talk about that as we get into the knee jerk reactions and such. But, uh, you know, the second half was smooth sailing and that was far more enjoyable uh, when the Bears were uh, were putting it out of uh, out of reach against the uh, the Bengals. So, um, you know, uh, the first thing that I want to talk about today, though is um, throughout the day, um, you know, I get alerts about people because um, I belong to several of the, the Bear fan groups on Facebook and follow a ton of people on Twitter uh, and everything. And um, the thing that I found most disturbing were the people that were actually uh, genuinely upset that the Bears are winning the game because it hurts our draft position. And if you are one of those people, I want you to do me a favor. Stop listening to my show because I don't like you. Uh, You know, how you can be so petty to worry about draft position and and want your team to lose and act like a victory at this point in the season, even with a three and nine record, hurts the team more than it helps us is just foolish. Absolutely stupid. Um, The fact that you're basically rooting against your team uh, is, uh, you know, it's mind numbing to me. Uh, it just makes me upset, you know, like all, all of last year, people rooting for the Bears to keep losing. So we get that high draft choice uh, and all the rest is like how those high draft choices have been working out for us uh, lately. You know, we got Kevin White and uh, Leonard Floyd, who has been productive, but he's, you know, been injured uh, the last couple of seasons. So he hasn't been quite as productive. It's a crapshoot. It is absolutely a crapshoot. 
And, uh, you know, from, from what I can tell, if you want to talk about draft position, it actually helps the Bears a little bit more to win than it does to lose because of what the Bears might be targeting. Because all these reports that I'm reading uh, and everything say the Bears are in love with uh, Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver from Alabama, who many draft experts don't feel is a top 10 draft choice so maybe if the bears win a couple of games and they're saying you know around nine or ten or eleven or twelve or somewhere in that area if we you know win one or two more before the year is done then then maybe we're in a spot where people feel like calvin ridley is a is a good option uh for us if that's where the bears want to go so uh you know regardless of what it is you know this team has a ton of spots and uh a ton of places where we could use the help right now um, and, uh, you know, so who cares where we're drafting? Honestly, where, what, what does it matter? It really doesn't, you know, we'll, we'll find a player that we need, uh, pace isn't afraid to make trades, obviously. So, you know, it'll, it'll all work out. The fact that you're sitting there rooting against the bears, not seeing the fact that, you know, a victory like yesterday, where we saw everything that we've been wanting to see all year. All the young guys got involved yesterday. Trubisky had his best day as a pro yesterday. That is way more beneficial than giving up a, a spot or two on the draft board. Um, you know, it's just, it's so stupid that people, oh, you know, I want them to lose. There, I said it. No, you, yeah, you did said it. You're an idiot, you know, along with anyone else who agrees with you. Okay, it is so stupid that you would root against the Bears because you want a higher draft choice. You're, you're, you're missing the big picture, okay? The big picture would be a day like yesterday where Jordan Howard became the, the first Bear in history. In the history of our long-storied franchise since 1920, he was the first Chicago Bear to ever uh, rush for 1,000 yards in each of his first two seasons. Gail Sayers didn't do it. Walter Payton didn't do it. Matt Forte didn't do it. All the greats that have carried the football for the Bears, none of them have done it until Jordan Howard did it yesterday when he broke 1,000 yards uh, over the, on the on way to 147 yards rushing against the Bengals yesterday. That's what yesterday was about. Yesterday was about seeing Tariq Cohen rush for 80 yards on top of the 147 that Howard did. Yesterday was about Trubisky going 25 of 32 for 271, uh, one touchdown passing and another running the ball. That's what yesterday was about. Yesterday was about Adam Shaheen, four catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. That's what yesterday was about. Yesterday was about Eddie Jackson, one interception, one forced fumble and a fumble recovery. That's what yesterday was about, you idiots. All of you, goddamn idiots, rooting against the Bears because you want them to pick fifth instead of seventh. It's ridiculous. Okay, snap out of it. Okay, nothing pisses me off more than seeing that. You know, it's not really even so much that you want the Bears to lose, it's why you want them to lose. Okay, because I've been in those spots before where I'm just pissed off and I'm tired of the thing. Should have seen me in, in 2009, that year that Erlacher was out after that 49er game. You know, I didn't give a damn if the Bears won a game the rest of the year. I did not care. Okay, but it had nothing to do about draft position or anything like that. It's that I knew the team could be better than they were and they just weren't playing up to it. Okay, we all have those spells, you know, that we get into it. But I'm not going to sit here and root against the Bears simply because I want them to have a chance at a higher prospect that might not work out anyway. And it's foolish that anyone would root for that. So stupid. Anyway, today's show is about positivity because we won a football game and we look damn good doing it, regardless of who we did it against. Uh, the Bears remain perfect against the AFC North, we're 3-0, and all we have between us and a perfect 4-0 record against the AFC North is the Browns on Christmas Eve, two weeks from now. So, um, you know, it's looking good that we're actually going to sweep this division. And we took down Goliath first, then we beat the Ravens, now we've uh, beaten the Bengals, and uh, we got a home game against the Browns uh, week 16, so... Uh, that it could be interesting if we could see a way to uh, to sweeping the AFC North. That would be pretty cool. Uh, so the Bears still have that to look forward to. We got the Lions coming up on Saturday. So a short week for us. Uh, got no idea why we're playing on Saturday, but I'm not going to complain. We get to, we get to see the Bears play a day early 
um, this week. So, and then I get my Sunday to myself, which, uh, that doesn't suck. So, um, anyway, let's go ahead and dive right into it. You know, as I said before, um, the, the first quarter kind of had that. Yeah. But attached to it, the second quarter was more of the same. It's like we had a lead, but the lead should have been more. And it just makes you nervous because where we could be and where we are, the Bengals were one possession away from, you know, taking this thing away from us. But first things first, you'll, you'll hear it in my voice. You'll hear me basically starting to relax a little bit more as the game goes along. The Bears were basically in control throughout the whole thing with the way that they were playing. But right off the bat, the first quarter, it, it you the, the inconsistency was in, in and out, and it kind of gave you, a, you know, that feeling that uh, things might not go the way we want them to today. Knee-jerk reaction to the first quarter of the Bears and the Bengals, and it's very much a a six in one hand, half a dozen in the other kind of quarter for the Bears. They're uh, you know inconsistent right out of the gate. Um, you know the the def- and, and and that's both sides of the ball actually. The defense goes basically shuts down Cincinnati on their first drive. Uh, we get the ball in, in with great field position. You know a couple of uh, plays. Uh, you know Tariq Cohen uh, thought he had a touchdown run, but actually had a sliver of a toe step out of bounds like the 21 yard line. Very next play, Jordan Howard runs it in from 21 yards out. The Bears are up, and then our new kicker Mike Nugent. Um, Doinks it off the uh, goalpost. So the Bears were up six to nothing. Then the Bengals come back, and after looking inept and inferior on the first drive, charge their way down the field and then put one in the end zone uh, on a touchdown pass to uh, Brandon LaFell. I mean, they were you know they were running the ball in chunks. They were moving the football down the field. You know, finding the open spots in the zone with the passing game, and then score the touchdown uh, with Brandon LaFell. Their kicker actually put it through the upright so they're up seven to six and then you know it's like the, uh the bears uh you know the they, they look incompetent on their on their offense and all of a sudden we can't run the football anymore and and mitch trubisky is completing passes after he's crossed the line of scrimmage and and things like that i mean it's it's all over the place and then just as we're finishing up the the first quarter um jordan howard made a really great move on, on trying to you know take the defender outside then he cut back in and got a first down um you know i just wish the guys would pick a lane because we we've we've looked great on two drives but look completely foolish and silly and incompetent on one and then the same thing on on defense where we've looked serviceable on two of the drives but we look terrible uh on one it's like we we uh it's going to be a weird game to, to get through if that's the way it's going to be played throughout. But the Bears have the football. Looks like the, the decent offense is showing up for this drive. We're down 7-6 to start the second quarter. A little more gloom and doom that I like to deal with on my Sundays, but that's how they had me feeling in the first quarter. I mean, like every, everything was setting up. It's like, okay, we look great here, and then we look bad here. We look good there, then we look bad here on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, the inconsistency that that plagued us in last week's game had followed over into this game against Cincinnati. You know, we look great on that drive. Tariq Cohen, you know, steps out of bounds. Uh, this time it was legitimate, unlike that touchdown run against the um, Steelers uh, this time. Um, but, you know, then Jordan Howard comes right back and, you know, right up the gut and boom, he's in the end zone. We're up six to nothing. And, hey, uh, we're off to the races. And then uh, Cincinnati uh, re- returns and, and they're, you know, throwing the football uh, on us. Uh, Giovanni Bernard is, is making runs and, and things like that. This was after we looked, you know, like we suffocated them on that first drive. Uh, now they've got us figured out. They're moving the ball. They put it in the end zone. They're up seven to Six. I mean, you know, and there we are with 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 more kicker problems. Mike Nugent, his first game as the kicker, uh, kicking in familiar territory. He kicked for the Bengals for seven years. Doinks it off the uh, off the upright. Did he doink it off? He did. I think he did, um, if I remember correctly. But he missed the extra point. Is the point, you know? And the other thing that I had beef with was both of his kicks uh, on the kickoffs were short, so they were returnable. And their return guy was actually, you know, getting some decent yardage 
on the return. So it was just like everything was kind of setting up that like all of this is going to come back to hurt us. That point that we don't have is going to come back to hurt us. The those yard, you know, those kicks that uh, that they're able to return, he, that kid's going to find a lane uh, eventually, and he's going to smoke us. That that kind of thing. That 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 sad waiting for the worst thing to happen feeling that you have when you watch the Bears play sometimes um, was creeping its head all the way into it. And, and into the second quarter, it was more of the same. Um, you know, the, the offense was was getting somewhat of a rhythm together, but they weren't closing out these drives, and they should have. You know, both of these touchdown drives, or excuse me, both of these field goals should have been touchdown drives. And, you know, you hear it in my voice that I feel a bit better about what I'm seeing from the team, but with where we are versus where we could be, could spell problems going into the second half. Knee-jerk reaction to the second quarter, the Bears and the Bengals. And the good news is um, we're winning. We're up 12-7. to We've added two Mike Nugent field goals uh, to the uh, total uh, there. He actually did remember how to put it through the uprights. And um, the bad news being is that it should be way, way more than that. Um, I've uh, my current count on the points that the Bears should have on the board versus the points they do have on the board is up to nine points at this point. Um, you know, counting Mike Nugent's missed extra point in the first quarter, both field goal drives should have been touchdown drives. Number one, the first field goal, um, we had to settle for a field goal after a Tariq Cohen uh, pass was called back. He scored a touchdown. It was called back on a holding penalty. The Bears had to settle for a field goal. On the second field goal, uh, on third and one, uh, Trubisky finds Shaheen in the end zone. Ball hits him in the chest. He drops the football. Have to settle for a field goal. So, you know, when we get three instead of seven, you know, times two, that's eight, plus the one extra point is nine. It's 12-7. It should be 21-7, to seven, especially when you look at the stats. The Bears have more yardage in the first half of this game than we've had in the past two games against San Francisco and Philadelphia combined. Okay, combined. We have more yardage in this first half than in the last two games. The offense looks outstanding. Trubisky, I think, is like 15 for 20 for like a buck 70 or so in the first half. No interceptions um, and, uh, and and what have you. I mean, and, and the defense is doing the, is doing a good job of, of uh, holding the uh, holding holding the Bengals uh, in check in the second quarter. And uh, you know, like I said, we for the first time pretty much all season we've got like an established offensive rhythm. We're mixing up passing and running the football. I mean, we've we're over a hundred yards rushing in the first half so far. Uh, Jordan Howard might break a thousand before the day is over. Uh, I think he only needed about a hundred and so maybe a little over a hundred yards to break a thousand. Uh, on the season and uh, you know like when Tariq Cohen's plays aren't being called back due to penalty uh, he's having a pretty decent impact on the game uh, as well so the second quarter was much better than the first but still you know once again there's always a yeah but attached to just about anything the Bears do this year it's like yeah we look really good on offense but we're only coming away with field goals instead of touchdowns and the deficit that uh, Cincinnati has to overcome isn't as big as it should be it should be almost twice what it is it's 12 to 7 it should be 21 to 7 the bears start with the football to start the second half and uh we'll see if we can keep the rhythm going so it was all there the arrows were pointing up the offense had established a rhythm for itself trubisky was you know accurate he was on fire uh, in the second quarter and, you know, building off the game that he had last week against San Francisco when he was 12 for 15. Granted, it was only for 102 yards, but 12 for 15 is a hell of a lot better than the numbers he's been putting up, uh, you know, completions versus attempts, uh, or, you know, as the season has progressed. I mean, 12 for 15 last week, he finished 25 of 32 this week, no interceptions. And, you know, and, and for this week, he was basically perfect. Uh, on Sunday he didn't even have one of those throws that could have been picked off on Sunday he was virtually perfect 
uh, on Sunday. And, um, you know, everything was trending up on offense. Jordan Howard was was on a roll. Tariq Cohen was making things happen. Adam Shaheen was getting involved in the offense. Trubisky was hitting multiple targets, not just throwing the football to two, three different guys each and every time, you know, tipping the hand to the offense. Kendall Wright was had a great first half, ended up having a, a better second half, and overall outstanding performance uh, against the Bengals uh, on, on Sunday. I mean, it was really nice to see the Bears and getting everyone involved, spreading the football around, running the ball, keeping the Bengals on their toes. I mean, that was one thing that we just not used to seeing uh, with the offense. And then on defense, they were being their good old fashioned stingy selves there in the uh, in the second quarter. Everything was trending up. But the one thing that had me biting on my fingernails was that we were up 12 to seven when it should have been much bigger than that one touchdown drive from the Bengals and we're playing from behind all of a sudden and you know it's like all of this that we have statistically we would have nothing to show for it on the scoreboard because we're losing all of a sudden so I mean that's where it's like everything looks good and then there there it is again yeah but the first half was yeah but it's like we're winning 12 to 7 offense looks good defense looks good as well but we're only up by five and we really should be up by like 14 at this point so you know, we go into the second half and, um, you know, whereas the Bears were kind of had their foot on Cincinnati's throat, just kind of keeping things in control, uh, that foot turned into a knee uh, in the third quarter. Knee jerk reaction to the third quarter, the Bears and the Bengals, and it's... Um it's getting better, actually. Uh, the third quarter went uh, went the way that uh, we wished the second quarter had gone, whereas the Bears had a really great, uh, long, sustained drive. 15 plays, uh, I think like 80 yards or whatever it was, polished off by a, uh, a, a zone read option, a run by uh, Trubisky. The, the defense went to follow uh, Jordan Howard up the gut, and instead it was Trubisky that held on to the ball and ran it in from four yards out the Bears go up 19 to 7 and you know it's it's funny it I I just was texting with a buddy of mine a minute ago here saying that I honestly feel like the Bengals have quit at this point I really do feel I mean number one the, the stadium is half empty, so there's very little crowd support. Um, you just don't see any, and you just don't see the life in Cincinnati that you saw on Monday night uh, against the the Steelers. I mean, when I watched that game, I thought the potential of the Bengals killing the Bears today was high, you know. And after the first quarter, that feeling hadn't quite gone away just yet. But with the way the Bears controlled the second quarter, the way they've dominated the third. Cincinnati just phoning it in at this point. I mean, now that the Bears actually put one in the end zone and it's going to take more than just one drive for Cincinnati to A, get back into it, and B, take the lead, um, you know, I think Cincinnati's done. And right now the Bears are inside the five-yard line. Uh, it's, uh, I think, third and third and goal or something like that right now. Or I actually think if they, they can get a first down without scoring here. But uh, nonetheless, the Bears are on the brink of making this a two score game even if they have to settle for a field goal and I hope they don't and if they do then this one really is over I mean it just like Cincinnati really just looks like they've quit which is a good thing for us as we look like we're on our way to our fourth win of the season the tides have definitely shifted going into the into the second half and like I said the, that foot that was that was holding uh, Cincinnati in place uh, that we you know going into to halftime became a knee in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter we applied pressure you know we started leaning into it because what was a 19 to 7 deficit with the bears closing in at the start of the fourth quarter became a 26 point deficit after the bears a finished that 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 third quarter drive in the fourth quarter with a touchdown and then added another one about midway through the quarter making this game um you know turning it from one to a dominant performance into a blowout uh on the road And, and like i said the uh, the crowd support just wasn't there. The jungle is usually a very uh, raucous and 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 jumping uh, stadium. First of all, that you know it was about a you know 
it was not a sellout, that's for sure. That was the, there were seats everywhere uh, in this game, so the home crowd wasn't there uh, for the Bengals, and then it got even more sparse as the Bears uh, started imposing their will uh, on Cincinnati. And the cool thing was, if you follow the Bears on Snapchat, uh, you'll see that the, the, the sparse crowd that was there were Bear fans sticking around to cheer on the team as they, uh, as they, polished, off the, uh, as they polished off the Bengals. Uh, on Sunday. So, I mean, that's always fun to see. Uh, you know, the Bears are one of the better traveling um, fan bases in football, which is always a, a cool claim to fame to uh, to have. And, um, you know, to, to, to see it come to life and to, uh, uh, you know, to, 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 to be there basically taking over the stadium uh, at, at some point is always uh, uh, always fun to see. So, but, you know, the third quarter, we uh, we had the long sustained drive. The the 15 play drive that I mentioned in the third quarter was actually in the second quarter. 15 plays, 86 yards. That was one of the field goal drives. But uh, the the touchdown drive in the third quarter was a nine play, um, 76 yard drive. I was just looking at the at the play. So in uh, yeah nine seven plays, 80 yards. Oh nine plays, 76 yards. That was the the touchdown drive. Where Trubisky did the uh, the read option with uh, with Jordan Howard and went into the end zone untouched for a four yard uh, touchdown run, and um, you know after that the Bears uh, had the interception. Um, it was a um, a heads up right place right time. I mean Eddie Jackson is just magical for that kind of stuff. It was a ball that actually hit AJ Green. I think it went off his. Like I think uh, Andy Dalton just put it in a bad spot. Like he threw it behind him. It goes off his back shoulder. Eddie Jackson was there to to, to capture the tip and you know bear a ball going the other way. Uh, my favorite play of the game, I believe, was in the fourth quarter. Actually, was it the fourth quarter? Let me see. the The fourth quarter. Yeah, that was the that was at the beginning of the uh, fourth quarter after we scored the uh, scored the touchdown. The Bengals actually put a drive together. They were in Chicago territory. And uh, Dalton hits uh, Eddie, uh, excuse me, hits AJ Green, and AJ Green looks like he went out, but um, Eddie Jackson rips the ball out of his hands, but it looked like he stepped out of bounds. So that's the way that it was called. But Eddie Jackson rips the ball out of his hand, he picks it up, and the whistle is blown because the referees are blowing it dead because it looked like he stepped out of bounds. Fox actually challenges it. And wins. I mean, I'll be damned. That's the kind of day that it was where John Fox was winning replay challenges. I mean, that's when you know it's a blessed day for our beloved when John Fox is winning replay challenges. And it showed A.J. Green let go of the football or the football was ripped out of his hands. I mean, inches before his foot stepped out of bounds. Eddie Jackson gets the fumble, uh, the forced fumble and the fumble recovery. The Bears are going back the other way. And uh, did they? And it became a touchdown. Seven plays, eighty yards. The the uh, final touchdown of the game, an eight-yard Jordan Howard run uh, to uh, to cap off the scoring and make it thirty-three to seven with um, nine eighteen to go in the fourth quarter. So more than half the quarter left, and we've got a twenty-six point lead on this team that really did look like like they had just quit. It was actually kind of. Uh, kind of staggering but you know if you go back to when I was talking about the the preview now granted I thought it was more likely that that uh, they would be the tougher team or that you know they would be more motivated after that game against Pittsburgh turns out it was the other half where uh, you know their gas tanks were empty uh, after after that game with the Steelers on on Monday night and it just it, it didn't appear to take much to basically knock them down for them to stay down because um, it's one thing to get knocked down, it's it, and it's something else entirely to to keep getting up. And the Bengals just at some point decided they weren't going to get up anymore, and the Bears just uh, kept doing what they were doing and, and sailed along to an easy victory uh, on on Sunday. And um, you know, the fourth quarter was the icing on the cake. It, you know, we scored two touchdowns and made it a thirty-three to seven, very easy victory for our beloved. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the fourth quarter, the Bears and the Bengals, and it's official. Uh, the Bears will not go winless in the second half of the season. Um, they added on two more touchdowns in the fourth quarter. 
to make it 33 to 7, and that's our final score. Uh, so where I was talking about how the Bears had yeah buts at halftime, uh, no yeah but with the victory this time around. The only thing that's yeah but is that it should have been bigger. The Bears should have had 40 points on the Bengals instead of 33, but you win 33-7. to There was no question who the better team was on this particular Sunday. Uh, Trubisky was outstanding. Jordan Howard is a beast, uh, and if not for the garbage time, you know, uh, losses, uh, Tariq Cohen was, was inching up on 100 yards uh, on the day as well. Candle Wright had over 100 yards receiving. The defense was forcing turnovers again. It was, a, it was enjoyable, you know. It was enjoyable to watch the Bears, especially uh, in the second half, uh, come away with the victory over the Bengals. A perfect 3-0 against the AFC North, and only the Cleveland Browns stand in our way uh, of a perfect record against that division this year. So, um, you know, very high possibility the Bears uh, go 4-0 against the AFC North and then 1-2 or whatever uh, against the rest of the league this year, which is bananas. So, um, you know, we got a short week this week, Detroit on Saturday afternoon um, to get ready for, and uh, looking forward to having my good friend Jeremy Reisman on the show, but uh, we're going to celebrate this one first. We're going to have a victory Monday. How about that? Victory Monday as the Bears beat the Bengals 33-7. to Yeah, feels good. Victory Monday. It's been seven weeks since we were able to celebrate a victory, but this one feels much better than that game against Carolina. I mean, we weren't expected to win that game against Carolina, and we did in dominant fashion, but Trubisky only attempted seven passes. The offense only scored three points of its own, and God only knows how that game turns out if Eddie Jackson wasn't a baller in that one. So this one, those questions didn't surface anymore. After it was, yeah, but in the first half because we should have scored touchdowns instead of field goals, the fact of the matter is we were winning. Once we took the lead after... You know, after uh, Mike Nugent made it nine to seven, that was a lead we wouldn't relinquish for the rest of the game. So, after Cincinnati went up seven to six, the Bears scored twenty-seven unanswered points to finish out a thirty-three to seven victory. And statistically, um, it basically it everything fits. You know, we had twenty-nine first downs to Cincinnati's four fourteen. Excuse me, fourteen first downs. We um, had two hundred fifty yards passing to their one hundred and sixty-four. Uh, 232 yards rushing um, between Cohen and uh, Howard. Um, we we did have 10 penalties in the game, so you know we don't like to see that. But thankfully, this time around, the penalties weren't murderous for us as they have been in the past. Two turnovers for Cincinnati, zero for our beloved. No interceptions from our rookie quarterback. No fumbles or anything like that from anybody else. And time of possession, uh, the complete opposite of what it was last week, where we were dominated 39 to 21 uh, in favor of the 49ers. This week, 38 and change. Basically, yeah, 38 to 22. Basically, uh, this week uh, for the Bears. Uh, and uh, you know, like I said, Trubisky. 25 to 32, 271 yards, one touchdown, no picks, and a rushing touchdown. Howard, 23 carries, 147 yards, two touchdowns. Tariq Cohen, like I mentioned in the knee-jerk reaction, uh, finished with 12 carries for 80 yards, so over almost seven-yard uh, per carry average on Sunday. Probably had closer to 90 yards rushing, but he had a couple of, uh, you know, tried to get to the outside and ended up giving up yardage to try to get around the corner. Um, probably had closer to 90 yards if it hadn't been for some of those losses there uh, at the end, but finished with 80. And Trubisky only had two carries for five yards, but one of them was that four-yard touchdown run uh, in the uh, in the th- uh, third third quarter. Yeah, third quarter. Kendall Wright, 10 catches, 170 yards. He was one of eight receivers that uh, Trubisky connected with on Sunday, and that's always fun to see. And, um, you know, Danny Trevathan led the team in tackles with 10. We're getting sacks from Lamar Houston and Howard Jones, who we just signed off the practice squad. Um, And uh, Roy Robertson Harris getting his first uh, sack uh, after coming back from the uh, from the injury. So, I mean, Mike Nugent, 
missed the extra point, but went uh, two for two on field goal attempts and then got the other three extra points in. I mean, it goes on and on. It was, uh, you know, a victory on the stat sheet and more importantly, a victory on the scoreboard, adding a W uh, to our uh, to our win column uh, this year. So, um, you know, the Bears go to four and nine. Now the season is still over, uh, you know. Fox is still going to be fired. <laughs> so, uh, you know, because granted, regardless of the fact that we're 3-0 and against the NF, the AFC North, the bigger problem is that we currently sit at 0-4 against the NFC North and, uh, you know, very well could finish 0-6, 1-5, you know, something uh, of that to that regard, um, you know, which when you play, uh, you know, three seasons and 18 games, we were 1-5, we're two and four, one and five, and currently zero and four, right now. You've won three games in sixteen so far, three and thirteen against the NFC against the division. The guys you play twice a year, the most important games on your schedule. You're three and thirteen. That's that's an that's a. There's no worries, guys. I, I even if we manage to win these last three games, uh, that's still two and four in the division, which would make him what eight and. Eight and ten, eight and twelve, eight and thirteen, something like that, uh, in the uh, in the NFC North. No, that's that's no good. So uh, I think Ryan Pace is ready to move on, as we Bear fans are uh, as well. So I don't think we have to worry about this late surge um, saving anybody's job uh, that we don't want it to. At this point, it's just a matter of uh, the Bears finally listening, getting all the young guys involved for a change, getting the football to Adam Shaheen getting the football, getting Tariq Cohen more involved, putting the ball in, in Jordan Howard's hands the necessary amount of times. I mean, 23 carries, 147 yards, Bears win. I mean, I talked about it in the, the previous show. It's like this, I, for, I don't know what the, what, the, what, the, what the record is, but the amount of times, like in the amount of games that the Bears put the ball in Jordan Howard's hands more than 20 times, we win more than we don't. And, you know, I just don't understand. Like last week against the 49ers, he only carried the ball 13 times, you know, and that's a recipe for disaster, not success. We put it in his hands 23 times on Sunday. He gave us 147 yards and two touchdowns. Tariq Cohen carried the ball 12 times himself and had 80 yards rushing, um, you know, had a couple of touchdowns taken away from him on Sunday. So, you know, it's just a matter of... uh of, of progressing at this point you put the young guys out there they're either going to sink they're going to swim we're getting a look at what we have going forward uh in 2018 and Trubisky gave us his best performance of the season he did it on the road uh against a, a decent uh Cincinnati defense um so I mean these these guys are not slouches they just gave Pittsburgh the game of their life uh, on Monday and I know that's a rivalry game and those things happen you know throw the rule uh, the, the 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 records out when these teams get together kind of thing but Nonetheless, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 11 and two, and um, you know they almost got beat by Cincinnati uh, on Monday. So um, you know it's not a small thing that the Bears won uh, on Sunday. So don't discount the game um, because the Bengals aren't playing that well this year. They are they are a good football team. I mean, a move here, a few guys not on the injury report there. They're in the in in the midst of the playoff race themselves. So I mean that they're still a decent football team on a downslope. Uh, this season so um, you know it's it, it's it's a good win for the Bears it definitely is we got to see all the things we've been waiting to see all year long everyone getting involved the ball being spread around uh, and everything uh, like that so it's a good win a big win for the Bears 33 to 7 we moved to 4-9 getting ready for the uh, the Lions uh, this Saturday uh, on the short week and we will have Jeremy Reisman back on the show to uh, help us preview the game uh, for Saturday and uh, always enjoy uh, talking to him and uh, we'll see what he has in store for us in the uh, the few weeks that we've uh, been apart and uh, looking forward to that, having that conversation. Uh, I think we'll be talking to him on Wednesday night and it'll have that ready for the show on Thursday. So anyway, that is going to do it for this football game. The Bears with a 33 to 7 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. What do you say we go ahead and close this bad boy out with everybody's favorite segment? Bear up, bear down.
Bear up and bear down for week number 14. A 33-7 victory for our beloved Chicago Bears over the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, as, I, uh, as I guess you can, you would, you can assume that uh, bear ups are uh, a little on the heavy side this week. Um, let's start with the bear downs first. I want to just get those out of the way because I only basically have one bear down. And then I have an honorable mention. Actually, it's one that I like to call a preemptive bear down for next week because I'm a pessimist and I can be that kind of way sometimes. Uh, bear down to the Bears. Leave it to you to finally win a game when your fan base is basically checked out on you wanting to actually win as I went on my little tirade earlier before I am not one of those people that is rooting against victories at this point in the season but leave it to the Bears to have a victory like the one they had yesterday when the fan base has made that turn you know not a not a majority of the fan base but they're out there and we know that because they were out there sharing their views on why it's a bad idea for the Bears to win football games at this point because they should draft because they want the Bears to be number five instead of number eight or whatever uh, on the draft board like it's going to make an uh, honestly it really won't make a difference but um, bear down <laughs> to the Bears to have their best performance of the year at a point in the season when it doesn't matter uh, anymore and my honorable mention uh, is to uh, none other than Doel Loggins I mean it wouldn't be a, a bear bear up bear down segment without having to talk about uh, Doel Loggins and he didn't do so well that I want to give him a bear up because I don't. But I'm going to give him an honorary bear down for this week. Uh, you know, Howard and, and, and Cohen uh, combined for 30-plus carries and over 220 yards rushing. Uh, Trubisky hits eight different receivers. Where has this been? You know, we, we made it look so easy, and it's not because we were, be, we were playing uh, the Bengals. You know, it's like all those guys were available last week against San Francisco. You just didn't use them. You know, it just boggles the mind. But anyway, but uh, this is a, you know, this is a, an honorary bear down for this week because of, you know, how well we did. And this is what we were, we've basically been capable of all along. Not that we've been capable of 33 points, but we've been capable of having Cohen and uh, Howard both be, imp, you know, huge parts of the offense. We've done it before. Um, and we've also been capable of Trubisky throwing to multiple targets as opposed to zeroing in on the same two or three guys. You know, the one thing that I did find disappointing about Trubisky hitting eight targets yesterday was one of them was not Dontrell Inman. Like, I honestly, just, just looking at the guys on the field, I only recollect seeing him on the field one time yesterday. I just uh, That's the thing that also confuses and frustrates me with this offense is that guys will just flat out disappear. You know, we still didn't see Marcus Wheaton yesterday when we were talking about find quote unquote, finding a role for him uh, in the offense. Uh, you know, I barely saw Dontrell Inman. I'm sure he was out there for more than one play yesterday, but I didn't see him out there so much that I noticed that, you know, like, Oh, Inman's open. Look for Inman or, you know, oh, Inman's got a good matchup. You know, that kind of thing. Marcus Wheaton, Dontrell Inman were both, ghosts yesterday i'm sure if we looked at the snap count it would show that they weren't out there very much at all and you know this is this is where the deficiencies come in the offense it just happened to work out for us yesterday that the Bengals had no answer uh for kendall wright i think i saw on twitter today lauren cox uh our good friend lauren cox said that um that uh kendall wright was being defended pretty much by a different guy just about every time he went you know every time that he was targeted I think he was targeted um, 12 times. He caught 10 passes, and he was covered by seven or eight different guys. The Bengals had no answer for him. They couldn't find the matchup that worked out for him. Kendall Wright was making him pay for it uh, every single time, and that's great. You go with the hot hand. That's fantastic. Trubisky spread the ball around that they weren't focused on Kendall Wright every single time, but to see that you know Dontrell Inman and Marcus Wheaton were basically non-existent yesterday weren't even targeted in yesterday's game against the Bengals that's one of those things that continues to frustrate and confuse me about this offense is that we can look that way and we're not even using guys that we know should be able to help us especially Inman Inman seemed to be one of Trubisky's favorite targets and he was not a factor yesterday in that ball game and you know imagine what we could have done if we had tried to get him involved uh yesterday so that's the thing that kind of blows my mind is that you know it, it's um 
it's confusing to watch the offense. And uh, so this is also kind of a preemptive bear down for next week when Cohen is non-existent against Detroit and Trubisky only attempts like 12 passes in the game. So, you know, there's the pessimist in me that, uh, you know, this whole thing could go tits up next week against the Lions uh, after, you know, uh, Cohen and, 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 and Howard are beasts against the Bengals and Loggins has his best game as a play caller. Uh, against the Bengals so it very well could just reverse itself on Sunday so now that we got all that negative garbage out of the way let's get to the bear ups and uh, the guys that we want to praise this week Um, let's start at the bottom and work our way up because I got a list of one two three four seven guys right now Uh, Mike Nugent settled down after the missed PAT uh, went uh, made the other three PAT attempts made the two field goal attempts and looked it you know what it not not only did he make them but it he made it look easy uh which is something that uh you know well santos wasn't around long enough to do it but you know connor barth everything it looked like such an effort for him to try to put anything uh through the uprights or anything mike nugent he just he he looked like a pro man he really did and i you know if if that's the way that he's gonna look then i hope he sticks around i really do I think it would be nice to uh, to have a, a guy, you know, kind of like Robbie Gold in the fact that he just just went through the he went through and boom, he just put it through and just, you know, it, it, it just something about it. He made it look easy, like it was all part of the game as opposed to Connor Barth. It really just looked like he was trying so hard. And Mike Nugent made it look effortless yesterday. It was really nice to see um, that, you know, the kicker just goes out and done his thing. Uh, bear up to Tariq Cohen, 80 yards rushing. Um, unfortunately, he had two touchdowns taken away from him uh, yesterday, one of which was legit. The, uh, the, the, the pass reception out of the backfield, uh, the holding penalty brought that one back. But uh, getting more involved in the offense, 12 carries, 80 yards. Uh, could have been more if not for some of those garbage time um, you know, tackles for losses at the end of the game there. But uh, bear up to Cohen for... Being Tariq Cohen, the kid's going to be special if he can keep this up. Uh, bear up to Adam Shaheen, four catches, 44 yards on only five targets. So he caught just about everything that came in his direction. That one catch that he dropped was the one that should have been a touchdown in the second quarter. We ended up having to settle for a field goal. But he did score a touchdown yesterday uh, that helped give the Bears a big lead. Uh, four catches for him, 44 yards. And I, for all you fantasy guys out there, I think he had almost 11 points in fantasy, which is pretty big. Uh, for your tight end uh, bear up Eddie Jackson he just continues to do it right place right time interception uh, was there for the tip off of uh, AJ Green's shoulder blade um, you know there to make the pick forced the fumble on AJ Green and recovered it uh, giving the Bears the football back and killing the most promising drive that Cincinnati had in the second half yesterday uh, bear up to Kendall Wright, 10 catches, 107 yards, by far the ease, the best day that anybody in a Bear uniform has had catching the ball this year. Um, you know, too bad he couldn't get one to go into the end zone to, to go along with those 10 catches, but we'll take that production each and every week. Uh, bear up, Jordan Howard, 23 carries, 147 yards, two touchdowns, and the guy was just in beast mode for most of the football game uh, yesterday. Got a 21-yarder to kick things off the kick things off with the scoring yesterday, and capped off the scoring with an eight-yard run where he was dragging guys behind him and, and you know dove for the extra yardage to to get it into the end zone. And then finally, um, bear up to Trubisky, 25 of 32, 271 yards, two touchdowns, uh, one passing, one rushing. Uh, no interceptions, a quarterback rating of like 121, 112, something like that. His best day as a pro coming off of, you know, statistically a good game against San Francisco. This was the game where he, uh, you know, made he made the leap forward uh, this week. You know, he looked he looked like a pro quarterback for for real, you know, not like, oh, he had it. You know, he he looked good in in stretches. Uh, against the this team or whatever. No, he was solid throughout the entire football game on Sunday. It was a pleasure uh, to watch, and I look forward to seeing that many more times between now and the day that, uh, you know, Trubisky hangs him up. So anyway, that will go ahead and do it for the Week 14 review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. It was a Victory Monday episode. Always nice to have one of those. Come back on Thursday when we will have our good friend from Pride of Detroit on SB Nation, 
Jeremy Reisman on the show to help preview the second matchup between the Bears and the Lions. We will talk about that first game and uh, how Jeremy felt about it. And, uh, (laughs) you know, was he nervous at all when Connor Barth was setting up for the field goal? What did he think of Trubisky's run on fourth and 13 or whatever it was to get the Bears into uh, you know, to, to get the Bears an extra set of downs, that throw that he made to Inman to set up the field goal uh, and whatnot. What did he think of Trubisky after that drive there uh, later in the football game? So, um, you know, and just ask him about that game because it was a self-inflicted wound kind of thing, that that fumble uh, recovery that turned into a, you know, touchdown. Those were points that helped Detroit win the game on Sunday. You know, did he feel like the Bears lost it or Detroit won it? Uh, in that game. We'll get the answers to all those questions, so come back on Thursday. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.